Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll provide another update on the Bank Energy bankruptcy that has now come full circle to my mid-March prediction that involved Monster Beverage. But before we get started, I would love if you took 48 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my content, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Most beverage industry veterans thought my prediction was crazy months ago, but looks like my super secret magic eight ball strikes again. Everyone be honest in the comments below. When I started off that March 14th Bang Energy Bankruptcy prediction content with, if it ends up becoming true, this will go down as one of the biggest FU business moves of all time. Did you really believe my detailed reasoning throughout that content for why I thought Monster Beverage would end up acquiring the bankrupt assets of Bang Energy? Don't be shy, I promise I won't hold it against you. But while I've already started to take my prediction victory lap, there's still a few legal hurdles and unknowns left that I want to talk about in this Bang Energy bankruptcy update content. Firstly, let me explain why debtors entered into an asset purchase agreement with a new subsidiary created by Monster Beverage called Blast Asset Acquisition LLC on June 28th, but Monster Beverage didn't really release a public statement on the intended transaction until July 3rd. The reasoning is actually tied to another prediction I made within the last Bang Energy Bankruptcy update content on June 19th. Something I hadn't noted in the earlier content was the potential regulatory hurdle that Monster Energy would face because of its market leadership position in the U.S. energy drinks market. So with the current chair of the Federal Trade Commission wanting to diligently review all mergers for antitrust concerns, that's where my game theory brain is taking me at the current time to explain the Bang Energy auction announcement delay. But in the evening of June 30th, before an important deadline that would have caused an immediate liquidation of Bang Energy's assets, the FTC gave an early termination notice that allowed the sale transaction and settlement agreement to continue with Monster Beverage. The final legal hurdle will be on July 12th, at which hearing the debtors will seek court approval of the sale of substantially all of the assets to Blast Asset Acquisition LLC in accordance with the asset purchase agreement. I'll get to some insightful points on that asset purchase agreement next, but if Monster CEO Rodney Sachs was fighting Bang founder Jack Owak in an energy drinks version of Mortal Kombat, this would be the moment when 
the video game flashes flawless victory and finish him. While hate might be a strong word, Rodney Sachs very much dislikes Jack Oak. Yes, the legal battles between the companies are legendary, with the most famous being the $293 million lawsuit won by Monster that was tied mostly to the super creatine false advertising, but also unfair business trade practices and the recruitment of former employees to learn about its trade secrets. But Jack Oak also used Trump-like insult tactics publicly calling Rodney Sachs Rotten Rodney. So yes, there are certainly value-accretive business reasons why Monster Beverage would acquire Bang Energy, including the massive state-of-the-art manufacturing facility near Phoenix that could produce a substantial amount of Monster's U.S. volumes. But all of that can still be emotionally motivated and wrapped up in an ultimate kind of fuck-you power move. And on May 22nd, when I last talked to Jack Oak on camera, he had a noticeably different demeanor when it came to Monster. Uh, I know it's it's tough to see maybe the positives of like what Monster could do with uh, your brand, but have you even tried to think about maybe the positive of, of that at all? Absolutely, because we're in a critical situation right now. Um, I think Monster uh, is in the driver's seat in the sense that if they buy it, in a sense, they already have a $500 million credit. And to get a brand yeah. that I believe they could put into the Coke system, um, and monster system and turn it, uh, turn it to 5 billion in sales very easily because they have the economy of scales. The trucks are going into the stores. And so the only thing they would have to do is tell the, um, sales guys that, um, look, just, you know, you have three rows of monster, put three rows of bang and we'll double your commission. And what sales guy, uh, wouldn't yeah. be up all night, you know, sales guys are racehorses to try to do that. So they have the infrastructure and they could use it as an offensive as well as defensive move for all these brands like Ghost and C4 and Prime that are moving up the ranks. Because again, yeah. it's all about distribution. And let's face it, Coke and Monster, uh, besides Red Bull, have the best distribution. But barring some outlier reason that would almost certainly cause an immediate liquidation of Bang Energy, Monster Beverage is the new owner of the company's intellectual property, Goodwill, about $250 million in wholesale revenue producing DSD and retail relationships, everything involved with the manufacturing and distribution facilities, even though some of those have been sold with or without a leaseback agreement, an own DSD network, but from what I've heard, Huron Consulting recently cut that, and then Human Capital. So what's next? Well, little is known about what Monster will do with Bang, but I'm not the typical media fluff organization that leaves things at that. You guys tune in to me because I use game theory to kind of play out the most probable strategic options ahead. The most unlikely scenario would be Monster deciding to shut down the brand, effectively removing a competitor from the marketplace. While Monster Beverage and Monster Energy are used sometimes interchangeably, I am a person that does that on accident all the time, we can't forget that Monster Beverage is a collection of many energy drink brands. Monster Energy is obviously the biggest, but they also own a collection of conventional global energy drink brands that it picked up in a trade with the Coca-Cola company with that transaction closing in June of 2015. These brands include NOS and Full Throttle in the US market and names like Burn and Relentless that are used globally. I state this because it shows that Monster is willing to have a collection of similar products in each of the same global markets. 
That means Monster Beverage should be familiar with the strategies and tactics needed to support both its Rain Total Body Performance Energy Drink brand and Bang Energy that essentially created that energy drink subcategory. This performance energy drink market consolidation play is important because Monster is struggling to fend off upstart brands in that subcategory like Ghost, C4 Energy, Rise, Alani New, and Celsius. So I think positioning-wise, Monster uses Bang Energy as kind of a low-cost performance energy drink offering to prop up the price integrity and brand equity around its Rain Total Body brand. There's also a question of distribution. Does Bang Energy move into the Coca-Cola DSD trucks, or does Monster separate it out and utilize independent DSD networks like it does with its Canarchy Craft Brewery division and then its new brand incubator, Monarchy? While Monster stabilizing total distribution points paired with the Coca-Cola DSD play would materially boost Bang Energy's sales instantly, I think utilizing independent DSD networks is a better long-term risk hedge. Yes, Monster and Coke are making magic together, but I've stated for years that I don't think the Coca-Cola company is content with only having a minority interest in Monster Beverage Corporation. So remember, Coca-Cola can't acquire or develop any energy drink brands with its perpetual exclusivity clause in the Monster Beverage ownership. So until they can either renegotiate that contract or kind of wholly own Monster, which would be highly unlikely now in the result of the largest, I think, food or beverage CPG industry acquisition in history, Coke is kind of shit out of luck on participating more broadly in the massively growing energy drinks market. But beyond the potential market moves, a lot will change internally at Bang Energy as it would be a bolt-on acquisition for Monster, thus creating massive cost synergies. Now that's good news for Monster Beverage stockholders, but usually not so much to human capital aka the employees. The asset purchase agreement does not guarantee any employment contracts. And I saw somewhere that Bang currently has around 700 employees. And my guess is a fair share of those work inside facilities that are included in the asset purchase agreement and will stay operational. As for corporate or kind of field employees, I can't say definitively what will happen next, but you almost always have major resource duplication at all layers of the business, and that would obviously result in job losses. And that's really the negative real storyline that doesn't usually get talked about much in mergers and acquisitions. For those Bang Energy employees that I know follow my content, keep your head up and control what you can control, your attitude and your effort. But I just wanna kinda end with some quick final thoughts. The rise and fall of Bang Energy will certainly be a story that Harvard Business School will try to kinda distill down into a case study for learning purposes. I've covered many bankruptcies over the last handful of years, but this one is about as unique as we will ever experience. I say that because the craziness in kind of every aspect of life since 2020 has desensitized us to what is or what isn't an outlier. The Bang Energy story is an outlier in both the extreme entrepreneurial ups and then also the extreme business lows, both you can learn from. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 